on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. I'm getting it's like a creamy, like, Ooh. like just <laughs> unpleasant sweetness. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. That's how uh, old ladies describe me. <laughs> it's creamy and unsettling. No. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 302. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we learn the hard way to never take part in the disappearing sausage bit with a part-time magician in an old van. <laughs> Won't sit right for weeks. <laughs> in the line's gone dead. It's always dick jokes. It is always dick it's jokes. It's always dick jokes. What is it with you? I don't know. And I'm dick f- jokes. I'm five. Mm. Maybe I just didn't get enough dick when I was a kid. So, oh my God, so, dude. <laughs> so I'm making up for lost time. Um, that must be it. Wow. Hi, I'll, James. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm James. I'm Mike. How you doing? The uh, the, the the dick brain guy over here. <laughs> That's that's me. Oh my gosh! Can you turn me up a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. I feel quiet in my cam. Yeah, I I feel like we always feel quiet. Um, like we like, like, like we sound normal when we start, and then the music hits, and then it doesn't sound normal after that. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Because we suck at this. How Poss- you doing? What are you up to? Good man, good man. What you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, it's Monday night. Oh, baby. and the moon is bright. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. I have to get up for work in the morning. That's what's how that, that song goes. What's that from? Uh, it's Friday night. The moon is bright. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. That's is it, it. TG. Okay. Yep. I was gonna say funniest home videos. Yeah. Um, I had to sing the whole song to remember because I knew the name was at the end. But um, it's, been uh, a lo- it's been a long time since uh, TGIF was on on a Friday night when I was a juvenile. Were you a TGIF? Not getting. Not getting enough uh, yes. enough D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Were you a TGIF kid? Oh fuck yeah, I was, dude. Were you? Oh hell yeah. You didn't have cable. Did no. you have to have no, cable? It was basic TGIF? cable. Oh, it was, was it? Basic cable. It was like ABC or or Channel Four, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, TGIF and <clears throat> Snick. Oh, Snick. Yeah, the big orange couch, baby. Dude. Oh yeah. Snick was so good. Snick and the Nick at Night. I was a big Nick at Night yeah, guy. Nick at Night was all the old shows. I didn't care. I about liked that. all the old nah. shows. My uh, my Wasn't grandparents instilled that in me at a young age. Yeah. So anyway, you know what uh, my grandparents instilled in me. Not never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> is it Dick, Mike? It was, it was not. <laughs> or was dick. it not enough? It was dick? not Dick. We we've, we've talked about how there was distinctly not enough Dick. Moving on. <laughs> so we're recording on Monday because life happens. Life uh, happens. Yeah. 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 No, we were a couple a couple of hours uh, out from recording on Friday, and uh, my lovely fiance got into a little bit of a car accident. Yeah, is the car pretty fucked? Or car's she... kind of fucked. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's uh. Oh, she's I little... guess I should have asked about her first. Yeah, but... thanks, James. Thanks. <laughs> I already knew she was okay. Um, no, uh, she's good. She was sh- shooken up a little bit, so I just decided that I wouldn't be a dick and leave, you know, for the rest of the night. Sure. You know, be the be the good swell guy that I am. Yeah. What'd you do? Did you like? Did you like shower her with all sorts of gifts and stuff that night? Dicks. <laughs> you got cock on the brain tonight. <laughs> No, no, did no, you no. Stay no. home and rub her shoulders. I did. And, I did. Oh Much of her shoulders were pretty sore because she had some whiplash. Well, yeah, of course. But, uh, but yeah, 
Uh, yeah, car's kind of fucked, but you know that the car does not even does not even matter. You know, it was more of a uh, making sure she was okay kind of thing. So yeah, anyway, yeah, we pushed sure. the show off till tonight, and uh, yeah, it's Monday. Here we are, Monday. Yeah, Ugh. not a lot's happened since uh, we would have recorded on Friday. No, not really. We had our makeup die hard night. We did because uh, we couldn't do it over the holidays because everybody had COVID. Fucking COVID. <laughs> Might have been my fault. Who knows? <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> um, no, it was the person who shit in the theater. Oh, yeah. It's their yeah, fault. We've already established that. Veronica. So, That's what I'm going to say her name was. Damn it, Veronica. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, that so we... Veronica Vaughn. So we had our makeup Die Hard night. This year was definitely the... Like, we always just talk through the movie, but I don't... I, aside from aside from Hans Booby, I don't think I I don't think I listened to a single line in the movie. No, no. At, at this point, it's more of a tradition just to drink just schnapps out, whenever drink, we see yeah. Christmas stuff and then talk over it. Oh, We've dude, all seen you know that what movie I, so many times. You now. know what I found out though is if you open a bottle of peppermint schnapps <laughs> in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, and then you only drink a little bit of it, and then you leave it in the plastic bottle until. 2020 the beginning of 2023 it tastes like shit yes don't <laughs> yep only in plastic though because mine was perfectly fine until i put a sour patch thing in it i mean that you, was gross you tried mine though right it was bad yeah, oh yeah it was disgusting yeah i don't know what you were doing with that the you thought for some reason that adding a strawberry flavor thing thought to your mint perhaps strawberry mint would be delicious i just got chills just thinking <laughs> it's like, about it's like that. gargling with toothpaste it doesn't sound good dude. <laughs> i was drunk what do you want yeah me? yeah but uh no it was a fun night yeah it was yeah, a good I time you got to see the bros yeah, it was pretty much all. Yeah, pretty much all we had going on. Yeah, not uh, was, not was, a, not a very exciting weekend. I mean, mm. that was fun, but you know. Yeah, we got your uh, we got your little celebration coming up on. Ooh, oh, it's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. Oh, geez. literally. So don't get too drunk tonight. No promises. <laughs> I mean, I can't, but you be my guest. No promises. Okay. That you're not either. I still, I have to, it's funny too, because the reason that we didn't record last night is because I had to open today. Mm-hmm. I now have to open tomorrow as well. Oh, you so do? So that sucks. Why the change? Uh, no, I, both days. Because, what? well, because uh, yesterday was because um, uh, uh, there's a, uh, we had a work thing. Uh, our electricians were coming and ripping the building apart. They had they to were. get in early. <laughs> tomorrow though, because she's taking my car to work, I have to have my boss pick me up when he goes into work oh. and he goes in two hours earlier than me, so... That sucks. Yep. <laughs> oh, you well. Just, you could just walk to work. I couldn't, though. Sure you could. Yeah, it'd be like an hour and a half to two-hour walk. Oh, not really? Longer. Yeah. How far is it? It's like 15 miles. 15 miles from where you yeah. where you live to where you work? Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's in Detroit. 15 miles? It's like, it's three cities away. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. It's not 15 miles, though. I don't know. We'll do the math later. I bet you it's Far miles. enough, though, to where I could not walk it. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, that's it. Um, uh, yeah, right engagement on. party tomorrow. Yeah, we're fun. gonna we're gonna celebrate celebrate a little bit. No, where are we going? Traverse City. Traverse City. Our Traverse City Whiskey Outpost. Oh, I thought we were going to Traverse City. Oh, did you get a sitter and all that already? Yeah, <laughs> I, like I I I scheduled, I scheduled a three day three days away. Well, I mean that'll still be fun. Well, all right. In fairness, I guess. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's it then. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're boring this week. So anyway, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? All right, James, uh, lots of corrections this week. I don't know about you. We were dumb last week. Well, no, I, I do know about you because you were also dumb. Well, that happens on occasion, you, but, but usually you you're the dumb one. I don't know if you noticed, 
but we were done. I noticed some of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll start okay. with one from Ghost Fake. This is from Ghost Fake over at uh, Survivor's Guilt. Hmm? You don't look at Twitter, obviously. I, oh, actually, I don't. I actually did for once in Holy our pathetic shit. lives. Okay. And I even responded. Oh, my God. So, Ghost ghost Fake, if you're listening to this, you're pretty special because I responded to you because I don't do... <laughs> we I, don't do that. I don't do Twitter. <laughs> um, I don't do the Twitter. His, uh, his YouTube channel is actually pretty cool, though. He does, he does uh, Survivor's Guilt where he breaks down a movie and then he calculates the odds of you surviving the movie. And he actually, the way he breaks it down is like, it's pretty... I didn't know that we were doing free advertisement for YouTube channels. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. next next we're going to uh, um, oh. okay. Trailer Trashed from the Buzzkill podcast. Oh, yeah? You go check those guys out. Oh, yeah? Because they're really cool and <laughs> handsome. Don't make shit weird. Why are you making <laughs> stuff weird, you fucking prick? Okay, you can, you can, uh, you can edit out all these. Just do beeps. Just do the beeps. Be- because sorry ghost fake we're not uh <laughs> we're apparently not doing free promotion uh well you got one so all right consider so, yourself even more lucky because you got one um so he said listening to this episode and as a former barista i will say that a cappuccino is shots of espresso with a stupid amount of foam whereas a latte is shots of espresso with steamed milk and a small amount of foam oh so one's stupid and one is sophisticated one's got a stupid amount of foam yeah and one's got a small amount of foam with a lot of steamed milk okay so that's fair so still the same thing it's the same thing (laughs) (laughs) as far as i'm concerned because that foam will break down and just become milk again sure yeah eventually i guess yeah i don't know it's the same thing i don't know yeah i don't know um you want to do one go ahead um sure uh you said that uh if you put Two and two. If you cut us in half and put us together, we'd have a nice crew cut. I'm just busting your balls because that's not how that would work. If I was cut in half long ways with you, we would just have a really weird flopped over mohawk on one side. Or if we went horizontally, It'd be a skrillex cut. Or if we went horizontally, though, it would just be like my upper body with your badonka dunk. Nobody know. and nobody wants that. I don't have a very big. Just just saying. I was talking about if you like took us took us. You said cut to... in half. I you said, said cut in half. No, if you. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm saying if you like if if we were statistics and you broke us down and 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 so so we should have said is if you would have averaged us together averaged us that's what mm, yeah you didn't see you didn't say that though. okay well <laughs> I like the I like the uh, the vertical slice though because we'd have the skrillex cut a, a different uh, correction though here Billy Corgan said that he has never used marijuana and wouldn't answer if he if, if he tried heroin though he has said that he has been reported to have used it. When he was younger, used what? Uh, heroin. Uh, he did admit to using mushrooms in the past, and said that the pumpkins, and LSD. He said the pumpkins used to play gigs on hallucinogens. That was interesting. Anybody who remembers our Gish and Siamese dream period, try playing that type of music on mushrooms or LSD, or trying to play that type of music on mushrooms and LSD was very interesting. Uh, but he uh, has never written apparently on drugs and has not used them in many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. So because now he's just into tea. Who knows, though, if he saw his shapeshifter during those time periods. Oh, yeah. See? Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Because, yeah. Because, listen, I've seen shapeshifters when I was high. You can't you can't make the claim that you saw a shapeshifter unless you're sober. That's true. You have to be sober. Well. I've been trying to find this video online recently that I saw a long time ago, and it was genuinely kind of unsettling. And it was it was probably staged, but the way it was shot, it was like... 
whoa, this is kind of believable. And it was this guy standing out in the middle of a field. And it was like a guy shooting from his car window. So a guy was like driving by and he heard something out his car window. And it was dusk. So you could just kind of see this guy's silhouette. And he's out in the middle of a field just screaming, help me. Like, but like without any real emotion behind it. He's just like, help me. Someone please help me. And it's like, and the caption was like, it, the the person made it seem like this was like, oh, another skinwalker, you know, like oh, it's just another skinwalker trying to draw somebody in, and I was like, ugh, like that fucking spooked me out. And then I, so I've been trying to find that video, and I've been trying to find this other one that was, it was most likely just like a person on drugs or something like that. But this guy had a video, and it was he was like, I just woke up to this, and I and it's fucking freaking me out and he walked out it looked like he was in a big city somewhere mm-hmm. and he walked out like onto his stoop and he went walking around the corner to where this woman was just like crumpled up in a ball sitting on the on the cor- like on the curb making these sounds that like probably on drugs probably on drugs probably but on the drugs. sounds she was making were like it didn't so- it didn't sound like a human it was really fucked up and me because I'm, I am who I am. I like to believe more so in the, the the more whimsical side of life. Sure, sure. Rather than the the darker and more depressing side of life, that it was probably just somebody on drugs. Sure. I like to think it was some sort of skinwalker. <laughs> but the one with the dude out in the field, like it's it's creepy. It's pretty unsettling, and I can't find the video anywhere. Did you ever see the video? Not that we're getting we're getting on a tangent Whatever, here, but did you ever see we the, only did a seven minute in, intro, so we're good. Did you ever see the video of the guys? I think they're in Australia or something like that, and they're on motorcycles and say helmet cam, and they drive by like this creature thing walking in the middle of the street. What? And they like pass by and they double take it and they do they do like a loop around. It's fucking weird. Like it's like what? Super, what did it look like? It looked like in a fucking monster alien human hybrid. Did it thing. look real? Yeah. Well, it, the footage looked legit. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it on our break. But it's such a like, <laughs> it's such a bump. Like it's a cool time to be alive because you can, <laughs> because of all the technology and stuff like that. It's also sort of a bummer time to be alive because everything can be faked. Well, as people who believe in this kind of shit, like we can be so easily duped. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. oh yeah, look at this. This is real. <laughs> ah, shit, you can never tell though. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, moving on. Nigiri. I said no, no. Nigiri is a knife. Nigiri yeah. is the sushi. It's the it's the little rice pillow with the oh, sushi with the piece of fish on top. Did you get your sushi you wanted? The knife that I was thinking of was nigiri. That's ah. that's a knife. A type of Japanese knife. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, did I get this? Yeah, I did get sushi. You did. Not the next day, but like two or three days later. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Bob Dylan has won 10 Grammys. Damn, really? Damn, right? Oh, I knew he won Grammys. I didn't know it was 10, though. Fuck. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Alice. Oh, wait, hold on. If you want me to add to the Bob Dylan just to oh, stay sure. on topic. Sure. So you were, <clears throat> we were talking about David Crosby passing away. And I said that Mr. Tambourine Man was one of my favorite songs. And I said, oh, well, I know it's a Bob Dylan song. Not. The Birds' yeah. original song, but I like their version. And you said, "Oh, is he in the Birds?" I thought you were so- talking about Bob Dylan, so I said, "No." And then no. you go, "Oh, why? Why are well, we talking it, about?" Because we're talking about Crosby. Right. I thought you were smashing those. Two so things. yes, yeah. David Crosby was in the Birds. Oh, he was. Yes. Oh, okay. I yeah. did not know that. Uh, go ahead. Um, let's see here. Alice from Friday, uh, 
Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely died in part two, were morons. She got an ice pick straight to the temple at the beginning of part two. Oh, okay. So she most definitely would not be alive older age to recount stories in the new Crystal Lake TV show. Oh, okay. So if the actress is coming back, she's definitely playing a different character. Mm-hmm. Has to. I, right I don't see how she could not be. I mean, you could just retcon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plenty of plenty of franchises do it. So yeah. Uh, and the movie that I was thinking of with the uh, I said there uh, when we were talking about the three men and a baby, the cardboard cutout of Ted Danson or whatever. Yeah. The movie that I thought it was a billboard. I think it's in the Matrix. They're fighting in a scene, and there's like a billboard that goes by in the background, and it looks like somebody peeking in the window. And it, it was like an urban legend, kind of oh, like really? the Wizard of Oz. Mid. Ooh, can't say that. Uh, the, the, the Little of Oz. <laughs> yeah, little. the Little of Oz. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Jesus. The Wizard of Oz little person that supposedly hung themselves. Right. It's really just like a swan like arm or whatever. I'm still not convinced. I've seen the breakdown of it, and like this dude did a really comprehensive breakdown of it, and it, it was they like... They did an episode. Everything I was watching, I was like, okay, that still looks weird. They did weird. an episode that of... That still looks weird, and then he suddenly goes, and then there you can see, that's proof. And I go, you didn't prove anything. That was... <laughs> it's still... It's not what you're saying it is. They did a breakdown of it on Cursed Films. It's not... It's not that. It's, it's just an urban legend. Yeah, sure. Okay. I suggest watching that episode, though. It's really good. Uh, on what? Oh, Cursed Films? Yeah, Shutter? on Shudder, yeah. Uh, $4.99 a month. Uh. Well, for now, anyway. No free plugs. <laughs> what else can I plug? Um, go check out Your from. Hole. Go check out. <laughs> go check out from zero to studio. Uh, that's fine. J Rod. That's fine. Um, right. Anyway, though, that's uh, that's all I got. Um, we were refi- we were in the. Let me start over. Okay. We were referring. <laughs> <laughs> we were referring to Kathoga as an ancient monster in. When we were doing mm-hmm. the uh, the slayoffs last week, Kathog- the Kathoga, although like the idea of the Kathoga was a very ancient thing, the Kathoga itself from uh, the relic was not an ancient monster. It was the doctor from the beginning of the movie mutated because he had drank the the fungus or whatever. You're right. You're right. It's been a while since we've seen these movies, so some little details escape right. us. But you're absolutely well, correct. That being not a little detail, it was actually well, a huge detail. You know. <clears throat> but I, I don't think it really changes anything in in the outcome of the fight. No, I don't but think so either. It, it was it was a it was a human. It was a mutated human who had been exposed to the hormonal fungus. I still think that uh, Cecily would, sure. would win. Yeah. so that's fine. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for corrections. All right. All uh, right. That's enough of last week, James. What are we doing this week? This week. Not only are we doing round or round two part one part one of the slayoffs, but also we watched the Black Phone from twenty twenty two. Finally, finally, this movie's been on our to watch list forever. I don't know how uh, cold this got. No, that's sitting fine. in the. There you go. Oh, <laughs> so, it's cold enough. Oh, it's cold enough. Uh, so to go along with the Black Phone, ring ring, James. Ring ring, baby. Oh, hello? Hi. Uh, Hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, this is Can Phone. 
That's see, no, no one knows what we were just doing because they can't we, see. We us. were doing the t- like the tin can <laughs> phone. Did you ever do that when you were younger? Of course, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, and it dude, worked. It was, oh yeah, it absolutely worked. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, is it? It's just like mini vibrations through the string, something, right? It's something like that. Or we're all just stupid idiot kids. Or <laughs> we are all just talking loud enough. To, <laughs> hey, <laughs> just yelling. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> um, this is can phone across the tracks. DDH hazy. Oh crap! The Deepa. Have we the double Dipa. double the India double India Pale Ale? It's a double up, yeah. Right. Double up, yeah. Um, collab. Oh, so cross the tracks is collabing with Blackstack. Oh, and with Black Phone. I didn't even oh, know that, dude. Dude, these things just fall into my lap. Blackstack, Can Phone, Black Phone. My dude, God, dude, dude. Nicely done. It's like all the honeys. So just this is falling into my lap. <laughs> So this is Fair State Brewing. Years ago, before I was engaged. Well, everybody knows that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, even that's people true. who are <laughs> even people who are listening to us for the first time know that's a lie. Yeah, that's true. So there's no worries there. <sighs> uh, Fair State Brewing co-op, Cooperative collaboration with Blackstack Brewing. Uh, this is an eight percent ABV double dry hopped hazy DIPA. With Idaho 7, Mosaic, Mosaic Cryo, Columbus Cryo, and HBC 692. Ooh, what if this is made with the same cryo they use to freeze people? <gasps> like in uh, Event Horizon? No. I was just watching... Uh, I really want to watch Event Horizon again. It should. It's been a couple years since we did it for the show. and uh, so Chris, It's so good. Our friend Chris Jordan, because they've never added any of the... D- deleted scenes back into the movie like officially yeah uh because a they're none of the good like remnants have been found to actually put them in a release i think they were actually destroyed weren't they or they were <sighs> there's a vhs cut that exists but when scream factory supposedly was putting it out they tried to to use that but apparently the source material was way too far degraded and they couldn't do anything with what it a bummer dude um however though there has been portions of it that have been released in deleted scenes and this and that sure. on the internet and uh, our good friend chris jordan actually edited together a cut oh, did with he? everything that at least we have that exists so really? there's still a lot missing that no one's ever seen but for the stuff that does exist he cut back into the movie um event yeah. event horizon the jordan cut that's it hell yeah dude. event jord horizon that jorizen event jorizen that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this. Dude, this smells. Cheers, like, bud. Like the best kind of IPA. Hmm. It ta- Ooh. Hmm? What's that taste? Ooh. Like honey. I was gonna go with like banana. Like it's sweet, but not in a honey well, way. Well, honey. It's not sweet a. It's too. not a honey sweetness. Though. I'd say it's like honey. Huh. Honey. Honey. <laughs> Honey, I, don't I know taste. What, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know about. I don't know about banana honey, but I taste honey, honey. Mm. Dude, did you? I actually. So not only did I respond to somebody on Twitter this week, which I never do. I also Weird. posted in our stories on okay. Instagram this okay. week. Did you notice that? I did not. Oh, oh I did. I did about. Um, I did. It was from the uh, the grill guy. Yes. Yes. The, <laughs> it was when uh, when when when. Uh, when one dad gives another dad a new beer to try. And I was like... It's very florally on the back end. This is basically just a 30-second <laughs> clip from our show. And he tries, and he's like, oh, it's like, it's floral? And it's like, 
I'm a finish and it's oh what is <laughs> he's like in the caption he's like what the fuck are they reading on the can because that's true like you you go to taste a beer and then you pull it away like oh oh like like this it's, it's not, exactly what I'm not are. reading anything yeah um yeah that was fucking spot on and that's basically what we do on our show we just bullshit our way through 100%. it hundred percent fake it till you make it baby that's good it's not it smells better than it tastes to me though I'll agree with that. And also, I don't know what it is. There's something about that aftertaste that is giving me like a weird. I know that it doesn't taste like banana, but it's giving me the same sensation of like a flavor that I don't care for. But not like not, not banana, banana like runts banana, like fake banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm still like, see if you can put yourself in the minds mind mindset mind of sweat. the mind sweat of honey. I did after you said it. I, it's not honey that I'm, I'm getting. I'm still getting honey. I'm getting it's like a creamy, like Ooh. like just <laughs> unpleasant sweetness. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. That's how like that's how uh, old ladies describe me. <laughs> just creamy and unsettling. No, <laughs> no unpleasant sweetness. It's like it's like they they know that I'm a nice guy, but there's something not pleasant about me well that's an, true it's an unpleasant sweetness that's true um every grandma yeah, I, I mean ever i'll drink this me like don't get me wrong i'll drink this it's, not, it's definitely not my favorite though well yeah you'll drink it because i'm assuming it was expensive since you only bought two cans no nah, it was only 450 you cheap motherfucker <laughs> i it was on the singles it was on the singles rack i grabbed two cans what do you want from me i i, I grabbed two cans when i was on the singles rack <laughs> Nailed it! All right, and then, you, and then you married him. Hell yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. Hope my hope my brother in law doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um. You mean I? You mean you went for crunch wraps and uh, yeah? Yeah. I fell. You in, crunched her wrap. I fell in love over a crunch wrap, boys. That's the dream, right? <laughs> what are you laughing about? That's the dream. <laughs> because your dream probably gave you diarrhea the next day, <laughs> bro. If love isn't giving, if like, if love isn't making you super daddy your pants. <laughs> oh, I, I knew it. I skadoodled. I, I knew I would be able to work it into the tonight show. <laughs> Fucking, I'm sure most of you who are listening to this, because there's only one of you, have seen that thing oh, on, on uh, Instagram of the girl who's all drugged up from. What is she like? Got her? She's she's on some kind of painkiller post surgery. Yeah. She's yeah. like anesthesia anesthesia wacky, and she says she super daddied her pants, and she's talking about shitting her pants. I and knew the, guy, and the guy's like, "You're not wearing pants," and she looked oh. at the camera. Oh, <laughs> I knew I could work it into tonight's. Oh, it's great. No, it's but great. come on, that's the American dream, dude. Falling falling in love over Taco Bell, and then shitting your pants, and then shitting your pants. That is the American. Dream. I have. I yeah. I'm living the American dream, boys. Hey. So, uh, yeah, to anyway. You, we salute. <laughs> that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Now it's time to get into trailer trash, baby. And you know what that means. It, it, that it's time for trailer trashed. We're getting trailers. We're getting trashes. We're going to trash the trailer. And then we'll be back. And <laughs> I don't know what to do it for all. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So we just watched some creepy shit. Yeah. 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 The video that I said that I couldn't find, I literally found within 10 seconds. Yeah. So. And it's creepy. It is creepy. It's legit. It's legit creepy. I, I think though, I was telling you, uh, I, I call BS on it only because when you're yelling that loud, you still have to take a deep breath and the character standing in the field 
does not raise their shoulders like in a way that you would take a deep breath. But, but also, you said it's a skinwalker. That's true. So they can make human sounding sounds. It's very true. Without being human. That's very true. I'll give but you that. also, I disagree with you. I think that I could, I'm not going to do it right now because it's 11 o'clock at night, but I could show you that I could yell that loud without really moving my upper body at all. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you a skinwalker? <sighs> maybe, maybe the person had an Aztec death whistle oh. on a stand in front of them with their arms to the side, and they're just like, <laughs> and, the Az- and the Aztec death whistle just happens to be able to yell, help, somebody help me, perfectly. Well, it's an like, English Aztec death whistle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Why didn't you buy me an English one? That would be so much cooler. Because that's legit. I didn't buy it at a souvenir shop. A souvenir? A souvenir. A Jeremy Souvenir <laughs> shop. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but... Uh, and then also we watched the video of the fuck the alien thing in That's fucking in India. weird, like, dude. That's... Because I was like, uh, we were watching it, and I was like, well, this is fake, obviously, right? This is, like, even the news story. I was mm-hmm. like, the news story sounds fake. But it was on the One India News Channel. And I said, I don't know what that is. I don't watch like Indian the, news. It's it's like a big news channel in, in India. It's either a big news channel or, like, a big, like... Are they uh, affiliates with Channel One? Because that's a big news affiliate in the States. Oh, and fucking Kurt Loder. It was not Kurt Loder. Oh, no, Kurt Loder was MTV News, bitch. No, no, no. Didn't he get his start on? No. It was uh, uh, Lisa Lang. Lisa Lang. That's what a, it. What an absolute dude. Babe, dude. sixth grade watching Lisa Lang in oh, my, my homeroom. Oh, my God. It was the best part of my day every day. Yep. Well, that, you know, with ADHD, school sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So watching a pretty girl at the beginning <laughs> of the day, that's as good as it gets. It really is. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway... Trailer trash. Yes. Sorry, James. What do you got uh, for me this I week? I got uh, I got a tracer for you this week. A tracer? Oh yeah, a tracer. I don't know what that means. It's a threesome. Oh a tr- oh really? Okay. Tracer. That's All right. Call, that's what they call it south of the border. Okay. A tracer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm making it up. Uh, first trailer though we have is uh, a new movie. South of which border? South of the Canadian border? No, south of a witch's border. South. Oh. <laughs> This is the newest <laughs> one from oh, director. Oh, pound, pound my tracer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's uh, south of okay. the witch's border. I imagine there's more than there's more than what humans got of, going on down there. Room riding and yeah. there's <laughs> three. There's three down there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this is from uh, the director, Christopher Landon, who did Freaky and Happy Death Day. This is his new movie. Right on. Uh, starring Anthony Mackie and David Harbour. Cool. Uh, David Harbour plays a ghost. Oh, that's fun. This is actually cool. more. It doesn't look family friendly, but it definitely it's it's horror adjacent in the sense that I feel like it's more feel good than it is scary. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Fuck it. It still fits. So we're gonna watch it. That's my uh, philosophy on life. You know what? Fuck it. This is a movie called We Have a Ghost. All right. And this is, if I can get it to work here, the trailer for a movie called We Have a Ghost. Can you turn it this way just a touch a t- more? A, just a tit just more? A, just a touch. Just a tit. All right, here we go. Here's the trailer. Cool. Uh, these are all available on YouTube, by the way, so go watch them, then come back to us and all that bullshit. We're all here trying to get a fresh start. Nothing like bad happened here, right? I think that looks kind of fun. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it looks more like a comedy. Like it's more like family friendly. I feel like. Yeah, I kind of got uh, like Casper vibes almost. Casper and Frighteners vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then maybe Definitely. maybe a little bit of uh, probably not supposed to talk about it because Pootie uh, Tang. <laughs> Pootie Tang. <laughs> I was gonna say probably not supposed to talk about it because of Bill Cosby being nah, a creep, but Ghost like Dad. Uh, Ghost Dad. Yeah, Ghost Dad's a great movie. Ghost Dad was I I, I loved it when I was younger. Oh, I haven't Ghost, seen it in years. Ghost but. Dad is still a good movie. Listen, the character that person is playing on screen yeah. is not the person in real life. Right. Oh yeah. I can separate the two. Like I can oh, still sure. say Ghost Dad's a fun movie. Yeah. I can still say that like uh, the Life of David Gale is a fantastic movie, even though Kevin Spacey's a fucking creep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't ruin it for me. No. I just <laughs> won't support him knowing, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, um, though, um, yeah, yeah, I think that, that looks great. Yeah, that looks fun. And it, like you said, it it looks more like a. It's seeing, just a, it looks more like a straight up comedy to me. Seeing David Harbor in more of a clean cut role is weird because he <clears throat> he plays a lot of like gruff kind of like. Well, he still looks pretty fucking rough. Uh, he looks rough. <laughs> he's got like he he's looks got more like the dead sh- in his other roles than he does in this role as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. Um, he's like. I, I David Harbour is a an, an example of a guy. He's a he's a big dude, but he's good at physical comedy. Yes, which is pretty. You know, like Ralphie May. Like, <laughs> uh, no. And by physical comedy, I mean he just makes fun of his physique. Isn't, all the time. isn't Ralphie May dead? Didn't yeah. he die? Yeah, rest in peace. Oh well, he could have played this part though. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, though. Like David, like David Harbor, he's a big dude. Yeah, and, no, he is. He's not a small man. And uh, like for big guys to be good at at physical comedy is to me is more it's impressive. It's more impressive. Yeah, because uh, I don't know, it just takes more effort to move a body around like that. You know what I mean? I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that looks fun. Man. Yeah, that's uh, that's called We Have a Ghost. All right, moving on here. Um, this is more of a throwback type movie. It's called She Came from the Woods, James. Well, it's called She Came from the Woods. I added the James part. I bet um, she did. It looks, it, basically, what we have here is your paint-by-numbers slasher-at-camp throwback movie. I like that. This one, on the other hand, though, in my opinion, actually looks pretty good. And it's starring William Sadler. Oh. So, I mean, come on, right? How can you, how can you possibly go wrong? Yeah. So uh, this is She Came from the Woods. Attention campers, this is the final call to convene the mess hall for the goodbye ceremony. Let's move, let's move, let's move. Do you have the faintest idea what you've done? I gotta get the fucking picture! Ah! What does she want? The leg! That looks fun. Is she, it's hard to tell if she's is she like possessing people and making them kill. It does look that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, yeah. but no then idea. but then toward the end it looks like she might actually like be a physical force. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, absolutely yeah. no idea. I know that that William, one looks that looks like another comedy to me though, it like does. mostly comedy. Yeah, tongue in cheek though, a little bit more tongue in cheek on this one. Yeah, I know that William Sadler stars in it because his production company actually is producing it. So that that's probably his, you know, why he's there. Probably to give it a little bit of gravitas. Well, and also because he's awesome. No, oh, that too. Yeah. He, I remember a long time ago. It was probably like ten years ago. He had a um, uh, on YouTube. I came across his 
his his uh what do you call it like a sizzle reel or like a Ooh, that sounds sexy not a sizzle reel what <laughs> is, what do you call it like uh like when when no, you have it, a, it, it is called a sizzle reel yes what like when an actor has their like their portfolio yeah, on that's what it's called no it's that's i'm i'm fairly certain that's what it's actually no called. there's something else i know that they call it a sizzle reel but like there's some there's something more professional i can't remember what it's okay, called okay well keep going um but he, like he's just He's a fantastic character actor. Like yeah. he's, he's got so much range. It's crazy. a sizzle reel is what it's called. Is it really yep. called? Okay, all right, yep. right on. Well, I came across his on YouTube probably ten years ago, <laughs> and he, he's just he's amazing. He's got oh, such great range. He he can do these low budget fun movies and still not lose the the credibility for when he goes and does big movies. Yeah, though. that's the thing. Like yeah. like him and he was in the Green Mile, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh yeah. He's one of the he's one of the 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 guards in the green mile i'm I'm, look me up on this yeah i think so i know he played a a guard in a prison movie and i'm I'm 99.9 sure that it was the green mile and he's fucking amazing in it like that was the first time that i saw william sadler as like a dramatic amazing like character yeah which i know he's done a million things prior to it this is the first time in my my memory that i remember seeing him like who the fuck is this guy because like his presence, even as like a secondary character, is incredible. Well, I mean, let's not gloss over his most important role. Oh, death as death <laughs> as death. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like I said, important role. The rapping reaper himself. Uh, he was though, right? Uh, what in Green Mile? In Green Mile, he's in the mist. Oh, Shaw- Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank guy. I'm sorry. Of. I'm sorry. Yes, it's funny. Sorry, Shawshank. I figured, especially you, that you would have. You know, it's funny. I actually thought Shawshank at first, and then I thought I was wrong. And I'm like, no, it's probably more Green Mile. But no, it would have been Shawshank because I grew up with that movie. Right, so yes, yeah. that makes sense. That's the one movie that you say, that's the movie that when it's on TV, you can't not watch it. It's yeah, Exactly. It's it's the one movie that also I'm so excited since we're still on our King uh, journey, you know, which I'm, I'm about a quarter of the way through it now. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. I'm also reading a Joe Hill book at the same time. <laughs> The it's a collection of stories, right? Yeah, it's twenty uh, first century ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, dude, it's fucking great. Yeah, great. But um, the girl has never seen Shawshank. Really? Yeah. Or or she's seen the Green Mile, but she's never seen Shawshank, and I think that's the movie that I am most excited to watch with her for the first time. And you're still gonna marry her? Yeah, because I get to show her. That's almost better. Mm. It's almost better. Mm. Not. I didn't say that it was better. I said mm. that it was almost better. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. The uh, the one other thing though that I picked up on this, uh, um, the mom from Stranger Things is one of the co- camp counselors in this mm-hmm. movie, which is funny because uh, she's. It's I uh, mean, Finn Wolfhard's mom, right? The, in, the girl at the uh, pool in season two. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, don't get a, me wrong, I mean like total, um, total babe. Okay, the last but, trailer uh, that we but, were watching, but for her to play a camp counselor is pretty funny. The last trailer that we were watching is probably the most serious of all the trailers. So okay. put on your fucking serious pants, James. Okay, they're on. Yeah, I I actually I just bought them today. So, uh, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> this movie is called Doll Shark. Fuck yeah. Oh, we set sail to hunt the whale, but the whale's too cute to kill. So we said heave ho and went below to stream some. Who was a doll? Heave ho! Heave ho, dude. <laughs> Here's what I love. What do we have? I iPhone 14? Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. 
No, it's something like that. iPhone sure. 14 would shoot some 4K, and they decided to sh- they decided to shoot this on a Samsung chocolate <laughs> from 2004. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was a flip phone personally. <laughs> like, like, oh well, the chocolate was it was a slide phone. Oh, like it, like I could, <laughs> I could shoot a better, I could shoot a better movie with my phone right now. But it wouldn't look as good. That's that's the genius of this. It wouldn't look as good. So, I, well, yeah. this is from uh, the same guy. Mark Polania is the guy that directed this. He's the same guy that did Amityville in Space. Oh my god! Recently, and Sharkula. Okay. <laughs> this so, is what this so guy does. He makes so he's, low budget. He's the he's the Chuck Tingle of cinema. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And here's the weird. Here's the weird thing, though. There's parts of this that actually remind me of like Chucky, where it's an inanimate object until it's not kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm oddly drawn into it. It's just a it's a it's a fucking stuffed animal shark that looks like a stuffed animal shark, but then when it comes alive, he looks like a stuffed animal done by that guy that like fucks up the bears. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. Like it looks like one of those things. Yeah. And it kills people. And even though it's super low budget, the effects, they don't look half bad. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You want to watch that movie. I totally don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that it would be good by any stretch of the imagination. I will watch it with it you. It would be entertaining as fuck. Though. I will watch it with you, but it, we have to agree that whether it's at your house or mine, the other person is sleeping over that night. And we're so gonna, we can get fucking And we're getting hammered. hammered. <laughs> That's fine. Want to do the hard drugs too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've not seen the trailer for Doll Shark, don't take our word for it. Go watch it and have yourself the best day of your life. That's that's all I can tell you. Yeah. If that's so. the best day of your life, though, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you do need drugs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe talk talk to a therapist or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that's Trailer Trash, James. All right. So now it's time, once again, to get into the bleed feed. (gasps) Get a little news up in you. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James, uh, we do have not a lot of news this week. However, we do have a lot of deaths, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, no. Uh, one that is uh, near and dear to my heart, mostly because I just got done watching the movie for the first time in the last couple months and reading the book for the first time in the last couple months. Uh, Lance Kerwin, who played young Mark Petrie in Salem's Lot, passed away oh. this week. At the age of 62, which is pretty wow. young, uh, unfortunately, they're, uh, they don't know what causes death. There's an autopsy going on right now to determine the cause of death. Okay. Uh, those details obviously have not either been concluded or released yet. Uh, but yeah, 62 years old sucks. Um, he obviously, Mark Kerwin in Sam's Lot was his most popular role he's probably ever done. Uh, but he did other stuff like Escape to Witch Mountain, uh, Wonder Woman he was in. 
uh, Gunsmoke way back was in the he day. Was he a kid in Escape to Witch Mountain? He might have been one of the kids, yeah. Oh, my god, that, that would make sense. Weird. Um, let's see here. Uh, Murder, She Wrote, The New Lassie. You know, The New Lassie. Uh, he was also in Outbreak, one of my favorite uh, Outbreak movies. No, no pun intended, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so rest in peace to Lance Kerwin. Also, super young here, well, way too young, at 64 years old, um, Lisa Loring, who played the original Wednesday Adams in The Adams Family, passed oh, wow. away this week. Uh, she had a stroke, apparently, in the last couple of weeks here, and she passed away due to complications of said stroke. Wow. So that sucks. Um, staple, iconic, like especially with the, the Wednesday revival right now. Like, like She made that role what it is. Yeah. So that, that show would not be around. That dance everybody loves would not exist without Lisa Loring. Just wouldn't exist. Well, the dance would exist. No, it wouldn't. Why not? I don't know. Different actress played her. Maybe they didn't think that dance could be done by her and never would have done it. Right? Sure. It came from the original show. Oh, the actual dance did? From my understanding, it did, yes. Oh, right on. Maybe that's a correction for next week. <laughs> from my understanding, though, yes, that came from a variation of a dance that she did on the original show. Okay. So, um, anyway, though, uh, she was on all 64 episodes of The Adam Family, never cool. wavered. Uh, she also did stuff like. Uh, the girl from Uncle, as the world turns, uh, Halloween with the new Adams family was uh, the last TV movie that she did with them. Cool. So lots of other stuff, um, but yeah, rest in peace to Lisa Loring. Rest in peace. Last but not least, and uh, we got to go even younger now, which sucks. Um, fans of you know The Last of Us has uh, a new TV show out right now, yeah. a new adaptation. Fans of the actual game, though, will know Annie Worshing as playing Tess in the original video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, she also was in um, 24. 24. Yeah, yeah, she had a pretty my big sis- recurring role in 24. My sister's been begging me for years to watch 24. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I've watched like half of it. I fell off. I need to finish it, but mm-hmm. it's fucking great. Anyway, though, she played Renee Walker in uh, 24. Uh, but yeah, like I said, The Last of Us, though, obviously is the horror connection. She was in the video game. Now there's the new adaptation. She passed away at the age of 45 <sighs> due to cancer. Cancer, right? Oh, yeah, right. absolutely fucking sucks. That's uh, awful. She was a huge TV actress. She did stuff like Star Trek Enterprise. She was an angel. Uh, Charmed, Boston Legal, Supernatural, CSI. NCIS, The Vampire Diaries, Runaway, like literally fucking everything. Um, so rest in peace. Way too fucking young. Yeah, it that's sucks. Awful, man. Absolutely fucking sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, moving on from the deaths, though. This is kind of exciting. Um, Robert Eggers, we like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been working on a Nosferatu movie for a while now. Yeah. And some news on some casting and that. We already knew that Bill Skarsgård uh, and Lily Rose Depp were going to be a part of the cast. Yeah. The Bill Skarsgård who was actually playing Nosferatu, Count Orlock in the film. Nicholas Holt is also part of the film. So okay. this is the second Dracula-related movie. He's doing two yep. Dracula yep. movies in one year? Wow. I mean, if Robert Eggers asks you to be a part of a movie, though, do you say no? Well, obviously not. Exactly. So that's... So I, for me, I'm, I the only, would almost, I'm the only person who ever did it. He oh, yeah? approached me and said, hey, man, I want you to be in one of my movies. I said, Rob, I got the Buzzkill podcast to think about. and you No, know. no. You got, you, got, you got approached to be in Robert's Egg Shack commercial. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I don't feel so bad. His his restaurant is called Eggers, <laughs> so that's I can see why I can see why that would be a confusion for you. Eggers Egg Shack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, uh, adding to the cast now, also 
a uh, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? a guy who's done stuff before? Alumni of Dracula slash Nosferatu lore, Willem Dafoe oh. has joined the cast of Nosferatu, which is ironic because, as I just mentioned, he played Count Orlock in Shadow of the Vampire. <laughs> yeah. So. Why well, he's also been in two Robert Eggers movies, so it's not sure, but it's it's not only those. I would expect him to be in a Robert Egg, Robert Eggers movie. I would not expect him him to show up in another Nosferatu movie, though. Sure. So it, that's kind of fun, actually. So uh, definitely looking forward to that film. Um, super pumped on it. Who knows when that's going to be out? Probably not until next year sometime. But uh, that's exciting. All right, moving on here. Uh, Children of the Corn. We talked about the remake of this movie a while ago. About how it was finished and it was yeah. like literally sitting on a shelf. Finally, we have a release date for the new Children of the Corn movie. Uh, it will be in theaters on March third. Yes, it is getting a theatrical run, which not many Children of the Corn movies can say. Uh, and it will be <laughs> on demand and digital on March twenty first. Um, so apparently, this movie has literally very little to do with the original Stephen King story. It's like a full-on reimagining the whole deal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. The The director is the same director that did uh, Equilibrium and Ultraviolet, you know, two high-concept kind of sci-fi movies. So the guy's, guy's got a, you know, he, and, he's, and he wrote for the new Point Break, the new Total Recall, uh, Law Abiding Citizen with, um, what's his fuck? Uh, uh, Gerard Butler, right? Gerard Butler, yeah. Uh, which was a great film. And uh, so, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so yep. you mean, guys, guys, guys knows what he's doing. So um, I'm not going to write this off necessarily. So hopefully it'll be good. But if you're a big Children of the Corn fan, March 3rd or the 21st is when you can finally see this movie. All right. All right, last bit of news here, James. Uh, we both liked Violent Night. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Violent Night? Yeah. 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 Well, guess what? There's a new one coming. And Tommy Workola is returning to direct it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm excited about this or not. I mean, I'm pretty sure that all <laughs> the major players are back. Here's what I'm not excited about. There's stuff that we left on the floor, like the North Pole and Mrs. Claus and the elves, Warcola continued. But story-wise, I think we have a really cool idea that expands on the world and the scope, but still keeping that tone that we love from the first movie. Him mentioning Mrs. Claus the North Pole and the elves just makes me feel like, is this just going to be an R-rated version of the Santa Claus movies? <laughs> and if so, I'm equal parts nervous and excited about it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I fall on this. <laughs> I mean, t like, think about it. It's like, uh, there, if there's like a terrorist group or something that figures out, you know, that's that Santa Claus is, is it real. Just always be terrorists. Well, <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, who else would it be, right? In these types of movies, it aliens. Was, it was essentially Die Hard, right? Maybe this can be a re a reboot of Santa Claus conquers the Martians and aliens try to take over the North Pole. Okay, let's not get ridiculous here. But like, what if they? You know, what if what if uh, somebody decides? Oh, we're gonna attack. We're gonna attack him on his home turf. So they okay. take it to the North Pole. That could well, be fun. Seeing as though, actually, wait, 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 wait. There's precedent for this. Seeing how this movie was literally just Christmas Die Hard, right? Somebody yeah. basically said, "I want to make Die Hard a true Christmas movie." Right, right, right. Die Hard Three was all about like uh, 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 Hans Gruber's like son or whoever it was or brother. I think it was his brother. Yeah, takes over as the heist leader in Die Hard Three. Yeah. So this could they? It, it, I swear to Christ, if they come back with John Leguizamo's brother, 
taking over the North Pole. It's the most genius franchise in the entire world. Played by John Leguizamo. Oh, my God. It's his twin brother, dude. Or his twin brother played by, <laughs> wait for it, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes, dude. And his name is? Rudolph. <laughs> wait, wasn't there a Rudolph in? Nope. There wasn't That's a... where Rudolph comes from. And at the end of the movie, Nicolas Cage is leading a bunch of deer <clears throat> Sorry. flying through the air. <laughs> there wasn't a Rudolph in? No. In Violent no. Night? I actually noticed that because it didn't play, they didn't play into that story. Well, right on. I know, well, right? hell yeah. Rudolph comes That's back then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Anyway, that's your news. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's it. All right. We're going to take a short break, short 45-minute break, and when yeah. we get back, we're going to talk about the black phone. Yes. It's ringing. Yeah. Will you answer? Will you? I will. I will, too. I like ghosts. Yeah, my friends. I love talking to do- dead children. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if that makes you creepy or interesting. <laughs> little also, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Round two, part one of the Slayoffs. Hell yeah, baby. So stick with us. We'll be back drunker than ever. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, there was a guy, there was a phone, there was a basement at the end. All right, moving on to the slayoffs. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good wrap-up. That's about as short as the short story is. <laughs> it really is. Legit- did you listen to it? Uh, I listened to it. Yeah, you, you actually read it, right? I did, yeah. Um, how many pages was it? 20. I'm- really? 20 pages. That's weird. That's, the, that's pretty much it, yeah. The audio version is 50 minutes. 50? 50. Really? Yeah. How is that even possible? I don't know. That's... No, the, the book's literally 20 minutes. It's like page like 144 to 165 or something like that. That's weird. Yeah, it's really short. Well, and, and the narrator, it's not like she was... Did you listen to the same one that I couldn't stand? Which one was The it? one on Audible? Which No, I listened to... I found it on YouTube for free. Oh. Okay, so, I, so so the Audible version... I wasn't going to pay for a short story. Yeah, well, I had a free credit, so whatever. The the Audible version... So obviously, we're talking about the Black Phone yeah. from 2021. Yeah. Uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did Doctor Strange, Sinister, Emily Rose, you know, and his most important movie, Hellraiser Inferno. Well. Um, <laughs> so he knows what he's doing. Um, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from a pre- killer's previous victims. Mm-hmm. Yes. Feel weird about all those dick jokes I made earlier now. <laughs> and my adolescence and stuff. It's all good. Um, no dicks in this, though. Uh, just phones. Let's see here. This is starring <laughs> Ethan Hawke as the grabber. God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> What's he grabbing for? Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> Ethan Hawke as the grabber. Uh, you have Mason Thames as Finney. Did I say Thames right? Not Thames. I, th- I think it's Thames. Well, I think his name is actually Thames. God fucking goddamn it. <laughs> it's always a tough. 
I give up. Well, and if you were if you were going for like the like the river moss and thumbs, if you were going for the river pronunciation of it, it would have been Thames. Thames. So oh. you still would have had it wrong. Oh, I'm so sorry. The Thames at night. Uh, his sister, played by Madeline McGraw. His sister's name is Gwen, uh, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, Jer- Jeremy Davies plays the 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 dad. Terrence. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the dad's important. Yeah. Um, doing other person would be James Ransom, who plays Max. We'll get into Max a little bit later. And Miguel Sarazes, Sazeraz, Casares, 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 who plays Robin, who's a pretty important role as well. Sure, yeah. Robin is the childhood friend of Finney in his school. Yep. So we'll come back to all those characters in a bit, though. Uh, back though to the short film. Um, short film. Short or, or story. Short, short story, rather. Uh, the short story is, it's weird because the, the short story and the movie are identical with the exception that the, the film expands upon it like crazy. Yeah, everything that's in the short story is in the movie, but then they do some world building. They yeah. expand upon. They and make more, they, more characters, more this and that, but it, right. it doesn't change anything though. It just kind of beefs it up. Except for except for in the story, the uh, the grabber is grotesquely fat. Yeah, and no mask. And no mask. Which, which see, I think the mask is like. I feel like the mask was an extremely smart thing to add. The mask was a character yeah, itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know, and I I read a lot about this. I don't know whose idea that was to change it. I never read anything about that. It just kind of is there, but it's a great addition. Did did Tom Savini? Tom Savini. Tom Savini did the mask. Uh, created yeah. the mask. Yep. Right. Yep. Or at least his his school, whoever. Probably Savini had a hand in this one, but I know that like when it comes to Tom Savini lately, his school does a lot of stuff. Which I'm sure he oversees, like especially if they're using it before in, a final product. Especially yes. if they're using it in a like a major motion picture, they're gonna they're he's gonna come in sure. and at least sign off on it. Sure. Um, because the the mask is like it's it's very similar to. Not not necessarily in looks, but like very similar in design to some of the other stuff he's been doing, where there's removable pieces of the mask, like sure. uh, the one that he did for Corey Taylor mm-hmm. has the same like removable low, lower jaw. Uh, the ones he did for, one Bray, did Wyatt for Bray Wyatt in was WWE. Yeah. yeah, didn't it have it? It had that same like big maniacal smile. It didn't did it? It actually did. Yeah, it also looks like a lot like the ghost masks. The uh, Oh, the, the, the from the, the ghost, yeah, yeah. Uh, what Which, are they called though? They're the 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 uh, the faceless. No, is that what they're called? The ghouls, no, what are they? The ghoul faceless faceless ghouls. ghouls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah it looks they, a lot like those too. Ye- a lot, I, a lot I, like those. And I'm pretty sure their design came first. Yeah, probably true. What I liked about the mask though is that it was interchangeable. Like, there's mm-hmm. different tops and different bottoms that yeah. you could use any with each other. Like, yeah. so he changed a lot throughout the movie, which I which I loved. Yeah. There was no there was no one version. I know the one version that everyone's going to look at is the version that's on the the movie poster. Right. But that's only in one scene. And actually the 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 version that's on the movie poster is without the top half. No, he's not the top half. No, the where he's wearing the glasses and the movie oh, poster. Oh, you're right. The top you're half right, of the mask right. is not there. I like the top half personally. Oh, I dude, think with the, top the horns, cool. I think yeah. it's so cool. Like the full, the full mask with the top half and the big smile is my favorite version yeah, of it. Although, I agree. although the the version of it with no mouth is really cool too. Uh huh. Like that's kind. It, that's kind of the ghost. That's a testament that they're all really good though. Well, and like it's it, a really cool character. It was such an effective way of 
getting because it's like he was changing he was changing the mask to suit his mood you know so like there was there was uh when he first when he first brought finney into the basement it was the the devil horns on top Mm -hmm. with the no mouth yeah right yeah so it's like you're still you're still kind of getting a feel for the character you don't really know what's going on and then he's and then he comes down the next time you see him he's got the big maniacal smile mm-hmm. and he really does like when he's wearing the big maniacal smile he's tr- he's like reassuring Finney that he's not going to hurt him or or the like the one in- the one line that he says that's really unsettling is he says I'm not going to I'm not going to make you do anything that you don't enjoy yeah which is fucked like yeah, yeah. that's oh, yeah dude yeah um, I want to talk to you later about his backstory. Because I have theories about it. Oh, okay. I have theories. All right. Um, and then, so the, and that, then just the, and just to round it off, then the one other version of it was a like one with a big frown. Yeah. But then sometimes he would the take the top frown, off, the top more half of the mask, clownish off. to me, which I didn't care for. That was my my least favorite version of the mouth. Ex- but I still liked it. Don't get me wrong. I still liked it, but it's probably my 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 lowest on the ladder. Except for when I mean, it was it was equally as clownish as the smile, but maybe it's just like. That they were, probably they is were a both... callback, though, to the original version on the short film, or the short, I keep saying short <laughs> film, the short story. Yeah. And so the, in the original short story, in the movie, if you've seen it, obviously you, have, you haven't, spoilers, if you've seen the movie, though, you know that uh, Ethan Hawke's character you know, is introduced, like, I'm a part-time magician, do you mm. want to see a trick? In the short story, I got it. In the short story, he's a part-time clown. Yeah. Which very obviously, being the son of Stephen King, Joe Hill wrote the, st- the short story. He's yeah. the, he's Stephen King's son. Um, being that he wrote that, and given all of the fanfare that it has gotten, especially in the last couple years, but mm-hmm. even in the last twenty years, you can't do part-time clown. You know, you you, you just can't do it. I mean, <laughs> the the you you can't. You can't have all of those things line up, yeah, and then and then advertise it as something new, right? So I think that with Scott Derrickson, that was a very smart change that they made, sure, to not kind of cross those streams because you know immediately it would be like, oh, King's son is just trying to copycat off of his dad. I mean, I Which, I, I do like the fact, like obviously everybody everybody who knows knows that. Joe Hill is Stephen King. So well, I mean, not if, everybody knows. That if you probably, weren't but. in the know, though, like if you're not like a hardcore Stephen King fan, or if you're not a hardcore horror fan, you might not know that. No, but you Joe would say clowns King's have been done, but by the most important version of it done. But to me, but to me, if if I read the short story and he said, "Oh, I'm a part time clown," my even as a horror fan. I'm not sure the first thing that would have popped into my mind was Pennywise. It would have been John Wayne Gacy. Well, well, and that's who it was based off of. Okay. So he based it off of though that that time period, you know, what was coming out or whatever. Sure. But the thing is though, is like just unfortunately being who he is, he doesn't have that luxury of yeah. just being like, "Well, this is what I meant." Right. He just doesn't. Right. So I th- I think that was a very smart thing that they they steered away yeah, from that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it was a very smart thing. They didn't make him a fat clown. Like I I, I actually think that like like changing that whole entire character, like the the adding the mask, making him 
a a average sized person, you know, yeah. not doing the clown thing. It made that the character of the grabber a, a unique his own character rather than something that's borrowing from something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and I, and I think that was smart. And that's honestly the only change. It's one of the only changes from the short story to the film. That's it. Well, uh, well, that and uh, Gwen is younger than Finny in the movie. I, okay, fine. And then That's also, small, and, but... and, and and the short story is really, it's like, it's very, uh, it moves quick, mm-hmm. you know? Like her, like her abilities, whatever she has. Sure. It's almost sort of a, it's, a, it's it, almost it's sort of an after, afterthought in yeah. the book. Like, yeah. oh, and oh, and by the way, she can just sort of like do some psychic shit every once in a while. In in this story, in the movie, so in, yeah, in the in the in the movie, they they really hard press on that Gwen gets the gift of clairvoyance from her mother, right? And you also get the you get the idea that Finney also has that gift in the movie. Yeah. Oh well, because he's able because he's, he's also, able to hear the yeah. Which also gives you the idea that the grabber has the gift. Right. So I think the, the, the backstory of the grabber, and I, I don't even know that this was completely intentional. I don't know how much of it was intentional, how much I'm just kind of adding to my own theories. Yeah. But I think the story of the grabber is actually really interesting. Get in, in, in my brain, at least. Do you want to get into that right now? Or well, do you want to? Because sure. I'm actually Let's, just formulating th- some thoughts now based off of some here's of the, the stuff thing. that Aaron story, and I talked about. This story is not deep. Okay. No. You got a guy. He's a child abductor. He's abducted a ton of different children in the area. There's like there's missing posters up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Finney and Gwen, the two main characters, they see these posters. They're aware that there's children disappearing. Right. It's a thing in their school. Whatever. Right. They have a friend named Robin who's like this badass like Mexican kid, right? Yeah, who just kid, fucking beats the shit out yeah, of everybody. That kid fucking he's slays. Awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would rail this guy. Um. <laughs> Like well, he's twelve. So <laughs> if I was twelve, I would also rail another twelve-year-old. Um, <laughs> my point is, got some real grabber energy going my, on right now. <laughs> my point is, if I was a twelve-year-old, though, I would want to be that guy, right? Like when you're young and insecure, you see the kid that's got all the confidence, and it's like you want to be sure. that kid, right? Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Right. Just in a way. Yeah, that's that's what that's you what meant. I meant. Um, <laughs> But my, my point is always, like, Robin comes across as, like, the really awesome kid. Like, nothing bad will ever happen to him. He can stand up for himself. He yeah. can beat the shit out of anybody, right? He gets abducted. Yeah. And then it's Finney's turn. And he gets he, he gets brought into this basement. Um, he doesn't know what to make of it at first because he's smart, right? Like, he, he kind of realizes that, like, the grabber character, there's something weird about him. <coughs> And he's smart in the fact that like he keeps his calm. He doesn't yeah, freak not, out. He's not he yells into his once. bullshit. He yells once just because he thinks that there's somebody upstairs. Right. But that's it. Right. Other than that, he's really cerebral about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's looking at the grate, trying to pull the grate down at first, seeing if he can get out of there, even though he can't at first. And then and then there is he notices that there is a old rotary black phone sitting on the wall. The lines cut to it. Nothing is going to it, except you do see, though, along the wall, there's like a stain that travels across the wall that goes right into it, mm-hmm. which my, in my opinion is like the stain of all the memories in, in that room, mm-hmm. right? That's how I took it, at least. And because he has the gift that his sister has, he is able to accept basically like um, 
He's able to accept uh, voices from the other side, basically, is what it is. The phone is just a, a, a an conduit. A conduit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and he's able to do that, right? So he has this gift that his sister has. And the whole movie is him talking to previous captives of the Grabber. Right. And they all have like a little something to add to the story. And it's not until he puts all of these things together to where he can plan his escape, right? Right. Like this person dug a hole and that worked, but only to a point. This person found the back of a refrigerator, but only to a certain point. Yeah. This person here's, knew the door was open, but only here's to a where certain the, point. Here's where the movie diverges from the story a little bit. Like in the story, he only gets two phone calls. Yeah. And one of them, nobody's on the other line. And the second time, there's only one person on the other line, and he says, you have your weapon that you need to fight against this yeah. guy. Uh, Which is why, the, I, honestly, the movie's better than the oh, short dude, story. Oh, dude, I, yeah. It the, is. The short story was great. It was fine. It was good. Sure. The movie was awesome. Like, I loved the idea of him, like, so there was, uh, what was it, f- maybe five phone calls that he got? Probably five. Was five, it? yeah. I think it's about five. Four or five phone calls. Yep. And each kid that calls him was another one of the, the grabber's victims. And each one gives him one tiny little piece of the puzzle. And like each each one of those pe- like you think at first he gets a he gets a um a call from Bruce Yamada, who was the other kid from the, the baseball game. Wait, his last name is Yamada? Was Bruce he y- Asian? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was Mexican. No, they really did. No, you're thinking of Robin oh, Ariano. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm whew, okay. I'm not that culturally insensitive. Well, I'm yes. Sorry. Well, there yes. Two yes, different people. <laughs> yes, you are because you just mixed up an Asian. No, kid no, with no. A I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of one person <laughs> thinking that they were two different people. I'm sorry. No, no Bruce, I apologize. Bruce Yamada was the kid from the yeah, baseball he's game. He's a pitcher. Who, yeah, he came across him. He said, "Oh, dude, you almost had me. You were yep, yep. Yeah, you had a killer arm. Yeah, yeah. So he's the first phone call that he gets, and he says, uh, he says. There's a there's a there's a portion in the hallway where if you lift up one of the tiles, it's it's all dirt underneath. And he said, I didn't have enough time, but if you dig fast enough, you can get to the other side of the wall. And he goes in and he starts digging, and he digs and he digs and he digs, and he doesn't get anywhere. And no. so you think like, well, that was kind of pointless. Like the, you know, like he he gave him this tip. But it really didn't lead anywhere. Yeah. And the next phone call he gets tells him about this long piece of cable where, oh, I hit it underneath this crack in the wall. Like, if you get this piece of cable, and he thinks, oh, maybe I can use it to pull the bars off the window, right? Basically but what then it is. You essentially, you essentially, he is he, he ends up with a piece of cable that doesn't do anything for him. But then, but then another call tells him to uh, bust into the wall. And you'll basically and like get into the to the deep freezer, and you'll be able to get into the deep freezer, yeah. and maybe you'll be able to escape. So like so every single is, like, step every, that he gets, yeah, it, it's a, it's like it's like the steps of a um, it's a small are, piece, of, like a Rube Goldberg almost. Very yes, yes, right. Or it's like he has to like, he has to keep doing all these little things and put them together right. to form a big plan. Right. Ooh, that's a thing. It reminded me very much of. The way that, like, honestly, a video game is laid out. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You have totally. to complete this to get this. Then, yeah. And then by the end of the level, you're putting everything together. Like escape room games. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I love playing those games. You know, and 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 I liked it. Like, this would make this would actually make for a really fun video game. Yeah. It would. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
One person that we didn't talk about throughout all of this is uh, while he's in this basement trying to make his way out, his sister Gwen is on the outside trying to find out where he is. And yeah. they have this ab- abusive alcoholic father yeah. who looks like the worst country version of Rob Zombie. <laughs> like, that's all I thought. Like, it's it's Rob Zombie when he was trying to do his whole, like, fucking, like, like southern country phase kind of thing. Yeah. That's exactly who he fucking looked like. Um, but he's like this this asshole who does not believe her and is like like beats her ass whenever she says something about these dreams that she has, these well, visions and, and that she you has. find out that the mom was also clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah. Which this is a part of the story. Like this is a part of the story that wasn't present in the short story. No, this is all new. And it um, adds to it though. It's oh so yeah. Good. It's yeah, so it adds good. so much. Dude. And uh the the little girl, what was her name in the What's what's the actual act- actress's name? Oh, I have no um, idea. For Gwen, Madeline McGraw. Gwen, Madeline McGraw, best part of the movie. She's great. She was so She's good, great. dude. Absolutely. Great. Uh, yeah. The 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 child actors in this like normally when you see a movie, especially a horror movie, and you see child actors, you're like, oh god, like this this could be really hit or miss. Because I don't know. Corey Feldman's a national treasure. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, yeah, though. I'm just saying. Like, a lot of child actors are just garbage, right? Sure. Um, both, both Mason... Boast? Boast. <laughs> Boast, uh... It's the fucking... <laughs> both Mason... It's because I'm trying Boast to... Boast Mason. It's because I'm trying to say Mason afterwards, which has which has a hard S. Boast both, Mason. Both Mason Thames, or Thames, whatever his name is, and Madeline McGraw yep. were excellent. Fantastic. And yep. she, I agree. And she was... She was great. She was such a badass. I agree. Um, God, the the part where he's beating her with the belt, though, like, dude, it's heartbreaking. It was so rough, dude. Like, Aaron Aaron watched this movie before I did, and she didn't know that I hadn't watched it yet. And she's like, "Oh my god, the part where the little girl's being beaten, I couldn't handle it." And I was like, "What? First of all, spoiler alert!" (laughs) But like, now I'm not looking forward to this at all. Yeah, it it really was heartbreaking. Like, like watching her get. Yeah, the belt. Like, yeah. and she was, it was like real tears. It, it's it, just child actors usually suck, and she sure, and she sure. was really good. Uh, sure, actually, most of the kids in this movie were really really good. No, I um, I actually completely agree. Um, but like her 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 story arc, I really like too. Like the whole idea. I like how she she's didn't got get this, it right. She's got this clairvoyant thing, which seems like it's. I don't know, like people. People who people who are who, who are tapped into that kind of thing in real life never really chalk it up to uh, like a spiritual thing as being like connected with God or anything like that. But the fact that she kept going back to her little sure. dollhouse and yeah. bringing out her little shrine of like Christ, well, Christian, I think she didn't know what it was. She didn't know That's what a thing. <laughs> like she didn't know what she was doing. There's one part where she like she asked God for help and like. The help that she gets is not what she wanted, and she goes back the next time and like really in a sort of a pissy mood brings all of her like Christian stuff back <laughs> out back out, and she goes, "Okay, God, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm I'm asking you for fucking help, and well, you're not." Basically, it, it sounds like she was raised with a certain sense of what the world was. Yeah. Yet she's getting all the stuff filtered into her, and she's trying to make sense of it. Yeah. So it's basically her arguing with her upbringing versus her reality. That's, well, that that's on, what I get out of and that. And that on top of the the idea, like you go, you said like her dad is trying to tell her like, you are not like your mother. Yeah. Your dreams are just dreams. Mm-hmm. You don't hear voices from beyond. 
and and he's like i yeah the the dad was like such a polarizing character for me because he was a drunk abuse he's a piece of shit he was a drunk abusive asshole but then like there was like i i like the character was played really well by jeremy davies because there was like a like a weird pain behind his eyes where you could tell like he's an asshole but he was driven he was driven into alcoholism and he was driven into this like it's almost like he's doing the best he can yeah, like and he's the, his just, best, unfortunately, is is like he's pretty dismal. Yeah, like he's at the end but, of his rope, yeah. right? Like he's almost to the point where he's just like, yeah, he's it, just barely hanging on to sanity. It doesn't give him a pass for the no, shit that he does, not at all. But at the same time, it's it's almost like you don't look at him. You almost look at him as more pathetic than right. evil. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know. That's why I said like he's yeah. he's like a. A mildly, maybe pathetic is the better word. I was gonna say a mildly sympathetic character, but no, maybe, pathetic. but maybe just pathetic is a better, and not in a bad way, just in a in a it is what it is kind of way. Yeah. Like, and then even at the end, like with like his sort of redemption, where he like falls on his knees and he says, "I'm sorry," I'm like he's still pretty pathetic. Sure. It's like I love how we're but, we're focusing so much on these side characters and we're barely even talking about Ethan Hawke. But I feel like that is a testament, though, to the strength of the characters in the movie. Absolutely. You know? I feel like they did such a good job. So Scott Derrickson wrote the screenplay along with who? Somebody else. I actually don't have that written down. It was somebody else, yeah. I feel like they did such a great job of taking such a small amount of material and and like really yeah. and really like creating a well, world what around it, proves, it. What it proves is that you don't need to have these gigantic overarching stories to make a good narrative. Yeah, right? like I, you can have a very concise small story and still stretch it out to to 120 minutes or yeah. 90 minutes, whatever. I would actually this is 90 minutes, but like you can still stretch it out to that though and make a good movie. I would actually say the short story for this for this movie is like. It's a treatment. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? 1000%. Like uh, 20, 30 pages, like that's yep. that's literally One. that's literally a, a script treatment. Yeah. And they took it and they did exactly what they needed to with it. Um I would love to like I would love to I didn't I didn't go I watched a couple interviews with Ethan Hawke because I love Ethan Hawke and I wanted he to know He hates horror movies. Hates them. Which is funny because he's I love this movie. He's only done two. I love this movie. No, well, Both Scott Derrickson. I would say Daybreakers was like horror adjacent. Uh, it is. It's horror influence. It's more of a thriller, though. But whatever, yeah. But I loved, I loved this movie, The Black Phone. Mm-hmm. And I loved Sinister. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke, despite him yeah. not really loving... Well, he doesn't, he doesn't hate horror movies. He hates playing villains. And he never, you never see his face in this movie. That's the best part about it. You never see his actual yeah. face, with the exception of the opening scene where you see him, but he has face paint on. Right. So it's still hidden, you know, you know, for the most part. Other than that, though, very few big actors will take roles where like they're not recognizable in it. Yeah. And he just responded to this. I think he trusted Scott Derrickson because he's worked with him before. Sure, yeah. He trusted him to well, a certain he's amount. Worked with him in one of the <laughs> I mean, Sinister was fucking amazing, right? Amazing, yeah. But even but but even still, though, he even told Scott Derrickson though when this movie first was approached to him, he didn't want to do it. 
And mm. then he was sent the script. Because he didn't want to play the villain. He was sent the script, and, he, and like that night, he responded back to Scott Derrickson and was like, boom. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Scott Derrickson, when, when Ethan Hawke was redoing his home, I think it was Ethan Hawke, was redoing his home, Scott Derrickson like secretly had a black phone installed into his basement <laughs> and then had like a direct line <laughs> to it and would call it. Or that's something. Awesome. There's a story there. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'll I'll, I'll fix this for if next week. If it's true, that's awesome. <laughs> but I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, where yeah. it was like a it was like a gift, but he didn't know about it until he knew about it, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that was like a, okay. a thing. Actually, that's just like it's re-sparking a, a thought that you brought up earlier that I want to explore a little bit because I really hadn't thought about this. So, the black phone. Yeah. Um. You you said that because uh, uh, Gwen Gwen is like clairvoyant, right? Yes. And you said they 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 strongly imply that Finney is clairvoyant Correct. as well because Correct. he can hear the black phone. Correct. So can the grabber. Correct. So, like, if you're kind of, I'm I'm trying to work this out just like as I'm like on the fly here, but like I already have kind of a, a formed thought of this. If you want to, so the. So if you if you if you consider what kind of uh what kind of life Gwen and Finney have, they're growing up in sort of an abusive mm-hmm. this this world of abuse. And the grabber obviously must have also grown up in a similar sort of environment well, because his, his brother who we haven't even talked about max right we'll is get the there best part of the story with a coke addict <laughs> or a coke <laughs> problem we'll get there but like he obviously like the grabber because of some of the things he does like he like one of the situations that he wants to be able to play out with the the victims in his basement is uh the naughty boy situation right like he's he literally leaves the door open he and he waits for mm-hmm. the the kid to walk to the top of the stairs and try and escape the house mm-hmm. so that he can play the part of the the punisher to the naughty boy so that he can whip him with his belt basically so yeah it i mean it, it heavily implies that the grabber grew up in an abusive household as well right i i would agree with that yes so i mean that's a common thread for the grabber finney and gwen they all Sure. Have grown up in these very traumatic situations, and all of them seem to have this gift. And we know for sure that the grabber, because the grabber, they say, can hear the phone ringing, but he's trying to, he tries to convince himself that he can't hear it ringing, right? Isn't that what they say? He, so I don't know about that. Isn't that that what, like, one of the first calls that Finney gets on the phone is... Well, he doesn't believe him. He he, he Finney, says Finney he's, looks at the phone. Finney looks at the or looks at the <clears throat> phone, and uh, the grabber is basically like, "Yeah, that that used to work when I was a kid, but it has or it hasn't worked since I was a kid." But he hears it. He hears it at one point. He says, he "Did you hear he the? Does. Did you hear the phone ringing?" Yeah. And then he says, "I got to go see who that is." But then one of the phone calls that Finn gets, it says, "You can hear it ringing." The grabber can hear it too. But he's convinced himself that it's not real. Yeah. So I think the 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 way that I took this is that when the grabber was young, mm-hmm. he was also kept in this basement because he even mentions that he was down there at one point in time. 
The grabber mentions like it's the same as when I was down here, or has well, it he worked says, since I was down he here, says, or whatever he says, it was. He says it rang it it rang one time for me when I was down here, and so, he says scariest damn thing I've yeah. ever. Yeah. So that tells me that he was also kept captive down there, probably by his own father. Mm. Is my guess right? Mm-hmm. So he's now his as 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 he's taken over the mantle of his father in that role. Mm-hmm. My guess is this. My my theory here is that the grabber himself is was clairvoyant, but he somehow got turned off to it, right? Mm-hmm. By his father, by whoever. Think of the father in the Finney and Gwen story. Doesn't want them to hear it, whatever, right? Right. Think of that same father as the grabber's father. It's parallel stories. Yeah. He believed that he was crazy and didn't want to believe it, but in the back of his mind, he knows it's real, right? So he's trying, he's almost like he's trying to recapture this thing from his childhood by kidnapping kids oh. to see if they also hear the oh. phone. That's how I took it. In the- and and, to, and I, here's the thing. In the short story, I don't get that impression no. at all. No, but not at movie, all. In the movie, I yeah. get that impression. And that's why he lets Finn live for so long. Because he realizes that Finn can hear Basically, the phone Basically, if you're able, to, if you're, if all you're trying to do is leave and get out of there, and he'll kill you, and you're able to leave, then they, then you obviously didn't hear something, right? Because yeah. he knows what's on the other end. Yeah. Maybe people talk to him about escaping, or uh, who knows, right? That's all. It's all conjecture. Sure, yeah. But like, there's something there that he's waiting for. And, to where and he says if he's able to kill you before you get out then you're not worthy, and then on to the next person. And he says several times throughout the movie that Finn's different, you yeah. know? Like, he yeah. doesn't, he hasn't killed him yet because he realizes that Finn is different for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I I think that the Grabber was a kid that had clairvoyant-type things originally mm-hmm. passed down from whatever. Like I said, maybe the stories are completely parallel right well maybe it's, i mean you could, from a family you could just t- it's you could take it as maybe the is... older brother maybe the older brother had a coke habit because he wanted to silence the voices it's just a theory but who knows maybe um or like i was gonna gonna say it's like a metaphor a metaphor they both grew up like he recognizes in finney that he grew up in maybe a similar situation to him sure you know what i mean like this like if you take it on a less literal on a less literal level of them literally being able to hear this phone ringing from from the dead side or whatever it is it's the grabber can hear the phone ringing finney can hear the phone ringing he recognizes a an almost kindred spirit in in him because they grew up in similar situations cuz it's sure. pretty clear that the grabber grew up well, like, I said, I, I, like if he's a if he's a product of his his environment, I think the grabber grew looking, up in a he grew up in a situation where he was abused most yeah, likely. I think the grabber's looking for somebody who can also hear the phone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, well that's what I'm saying. But like you t- like it's symbolic, right? Like, sure. What's the symbology? It's symbolic. It's symbolic. Like he can Finney can hear the phone ringing as well because he grew up in a similar situation. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, but like I said, I, it's the grabber though has forgotten how to hear it as he gets older. He's forgotten how to hear it and he longs for that. Like he longs to hear maybe friends or maybe whatever it was. Yeah. That's what I think. And that's why he goes after children because he knows that children are the only ones that are able to hear it. 
I don't know. That's just my personal opinion, but I don't know. Makes sense to me. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's wrong. I think there's a more like. I, I think also, there's a. I think there's a more concise way to. But while you're thinking of that, I think it's I, also like. I don't know if I'm going to, but it's something we can discuss later. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I I think that I think that 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 the fact that Gwen gets the wrong house is awesome. Because too often in these kind of stories where you hear about the clairvoyant person, they know exactly where they are. Yeah. They can go right into the house, right into that corner of that room, into that cabinet, underneath the fucking bookshelf, and there's a hidden key, right? Right, right. Like it's so it's so it's always so very like precise. Yet in this movie, she kind of gets it wrong. She goes to the wrong house and he's in the house across the street. So she gets it right in terms of area. But that's it. Right. I feel like that's more realistic than getting the nitty gritty specifics down. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I like that, like, at the end, they, like, embraced and that was all there was to it. And, this and I, I just, I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I did too. It's a quick watch. It doesn't take too much of your brain space up. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a fun, straightforward, pretty straightforward narrative. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, well, it's I don't know, but much... now that but now that I'm thinking about it more is Well, I got I've... that off the first watch, so you're just dumb. Well <laughs> that and I imagine you you turned to the message board. No, but... it didn't at all. Yeah, you no. Did. I um, swear to God, not not even once. But uh um I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but like I love how uh physics don't work in this movie. He gets a uh, at one point in time he's trying to he's trying to pull the the grate off of the window yeah and he gets a roll of carpet and he tries to push a very floppy piece of rope <laughs> through the hole of the carpet I'm like that's not how rope works yeah it checks out it would never work it checks at out. all <laughs> <laughs> now if it if it's it had one been unbelievable thing about the movie if it had been a cable because they describe it as a cable if it had been like an actual like coax cable but that's not what he was working but that's with. not what it was it no, was like a it was piece a of fucking like. <laughs> Like uh, linen wrapped, yeah, would never yeah. work. Absolutely, <laughs> and it, would never and it work. perfectly snaked up through the carpet and then perfectly went through one of the slats and then wrapped around and dropped back down. I yeah. was like, okay, no, no, that doesn't work. Maybe you had ghost fingers and they're helping you out. Who knows? But that would never work. There was okay. I'm gonna say this too. Scott Derrickson, he doesn't he doesn't make cheap jump scares like. Uh, so sinister. This movie. What was the other one? The one. The other one that we talked about. Um. Um. Burp derp. Uh, Emily Rose. Uh, Emily. Well, Emily Rose. I, you and I have both sure. said that we think that's one of the scariest movies we've ever seen. It but is. like sinister. You think about sinister. Sinister was a movie that like had anybody else made it, it would have been just jam packed with really cheap jump scares, sure. right? But the biggest jump scare in in Sinister lawnmower. was the lawnmower scene. And it was one of the most effective jump scares to date in sure. in horror movies. Sure. And in this movie, like you could have you were dealing with dead kids. You were dealing with a serial killer. Which by the way, mixing a serial killer story with a ghost story is fucking awesome. Yep. You were dealing with all kinds of situations in this movie where you could have just packed it with jump scares, and there was maybe one or two, and they were effective. The one that I can think of is, like, he had gotten a couple of phone calls already, right? Mm -hmm. And 
so you weren't really expecting much. Like you were just thinking, oh, he's just getting calls from dead kids. And he was on a phone call with somebody and the camera pans back to the right and there's a jump scare and you don't know what to expect. You at first you think it's going to be uh, the grabber. Mm-hmm. And so for the first second you go <gasps> the grabber and then you go oh my god it's not the grabber it's a fucking ghost like and it, it's the first i can't remember which kid it was it was when he first like it's not the kid that's hanging upside down it's just the kid that's like standing over his shoulder you know what sure, I'm talking about? sure like that's a pretty effective jump scare yeah it and is. it's not cheap at all no it's like, legit. like it works like, it really it, works it, it it makes you feel like if if this was actually really happening this is what would happen right yeah, it's yeah. not it's not unbelievable or cheap or whatever. Like it's and I re- realistic. I really like too that they showed you that he was talking to ghosts in the room, like they were actually there in the room with him, but he couldn't see them. Yeah, you know, like he had this clairvoyant, uh, or I guess clairvoyance. Well, no, I guess if, clairvoyance if you can is really him, not there. Probably see him, right? He couldn't though. He, he I mean, he he made. Yeah, that's true. There that's was true. no, there was no, nothing to suggest that he could actually see them. In that's the room. true. We could see him, but nobody else could. Unless could he? Could he at see? At the end, we did. Could he see the kid that was hanging upside down? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Did he react to that kid? That's a good point. I don't remember. Regardless, yeah, whatever. He didn't. He did definitely. He only heard them for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, though the the black phone, fantastic movie. Yeah, I liked you've, it. A if lot. you've not seen it, we highly recommend it, and you should go out of your way to watch it. Yeah, but, we uh, watched it on uh, Amazon. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yep, that's the one. If you don't have Amazon, just get it. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Get free shit. Give There's free shipping. Give give Jeffy your money. Yeah, Jeffy's a give, good guy. Give Uncle Jeffy your money. Come on. All right, now it's time for the slayoffs. Yeah. Round two, part one. That's the one. Fight. 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 All right, James. You know what that clean guitar shredding (laughs) (laughs) you know what that sound means baby it's time uh what do we have first here dude i'm gonna let you uh round two part round two part one so we have our we have our champion from last year okay jumping into the mix here shit okay he of course had a buy-in the first week okay so santa claus from from week one who took on the green knight and bested him Mm mm-hmm Versus Psycho Gorman. Yup. <laughs> Santa Claus versus... So here, here's the thing about this matchup that kind of gets me a little bit. You got Santa Claus, who is a mythical figure. Yeah. Right? He's, uh, as, we, as, we, as we said last week, not immortal, but he's lived for thousands of years. Right. Right, so he's got some <coughs> somewhat of a supernatural curse to him, if yeah. you will. And then you have Psycho Gorman, who is an alien, who he's not immortal necessarily. He's just super powerful. Right. At what point do these two things meet? Because Santa Claus, as we can, as we know from Violent Night, he was a like he looked like he 
he, he, he so, honestly looked nor- like he like could a have Norse been warrior. Yeah, he he looked like though he could have been in the early battles of the Lord of the Rings movies. Sure, <laughs> like just battling fucking monsters and everything else. Yeah, like, always coming out on like top the first snap. age of Middle Earth. Where does um, where does that begin and Psycho Gorman's reign end? Oh well, first of all, let's flip for. That's it. Home turf. So, so Santa Claus would be. Um, well, in this case, would it be the the mansion? It'd be the mansion. I yep. mean, that's where yep. we see most of his fighting. It's the take base place. of the movie. So yes, the mansion. And for Psycho Gorman, I know last year we did. It was the it was, warehouse, it was the wasn't warehouse, it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, is that the appropriate? Be the same thing. Okay. It's gotta be right. All right. So we'll the give warehouse him an unfair advantage. The warehouse. Uh, which is heads mm-hmm. versus the mansion, which is tails. Correct. It's the mansion. It's the mansion. Okay. So here's the deal. Psycho Gorman in any situation, I feel like, would be uh, the same. I don't think that his shit changes much. Mm-hmm. Unless he's got a magazine of hunky boys in front of him, then he might be <laughs> distracted. But I don't think we have that here. Um, man. They're both kind of in a place that's unfamiliar to them. And given that Santa Claus takes that space, makes it his own, it, and, and he has a little girl on his side, and a little girl is who conquers Psycho, Psycho Gorman. That's true. In that movie. Does, does he that have play? Does he have the little girl on his side in this situation, though? Well, no. The little girl is clearly on Santa Claus's side. Well, no. It's what the I'm, mansion. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, does does Santa actually have the skills of the little little girl at his disposal? I mean, it takes place in the mansion. In this fight? She's in the mansion, right? Okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you can, you can pull that in, into uh, consideration. I don't know, man. It's weird. Like I feel like Santa Claus is like like the poor man's Thor in a way. <laughs> like you know, he's he's not a god necessarily, but he's been alive for thousands of years and he's this big battle brawn kind of guy. Yeah. And even though Psycho Gorman is an alien who is also battle hardened in the whole deal, I think you know, Psycho Gorman's got like lasers and Yeah, I I feel yeah. like just first instinct, I'm I'm thinking that uh, Psycho Gorman's got this one because Santa Santa's up against human beings in Violent Night, and yeah. he he gets pretty close to being bested. I don't disagree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And and really, the only thing that he has going for him toward the end, I mean, like once he has his sledgehammer, he's kicking ass but like again that's against humans yeah it's no and, I, and I even when he sledgehammer would be against like the rest of the people in the psycho gorman movie that sledgehammer would take everybody out i, don't know. I feel like the sledgehammer versus psycho gorman i don't, I don't know i just man. don't see like, it being enough you know i it, like he for hmm. for all intents and purposes he's still he's he's santa claus seems like a very powerful mortal he does. I don't know. I don't know if it like know, it's tough. Uh, so we were talking about the difference between being invincible and immortal. Invincible and immortal are two very different things. It's true. Santa Claus is immortal, but he's not invincible. Which means he can be killed. Santa Claus can die from falling off a roof. 
Right. We learned that from Tim Allen. Right. In fairness. Right. Fuck. Are we giving it to Psycho? Yeah. God damn it. I think so, yeah. I was I was Team Santa. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little bit pissed that we're giving it to Psycho. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. But I don't completely disagree with it. I still like I think just looking at the lineup here, I think he's gonna be tough to beat again this year. I know, which is which is also my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've we've fucked ourselves into a corner. Well, I don't know. You know. Moving on to the second matchup of the night, we have Rad Chad. Oh yes. From Scare Package Two. Yep. Which means He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be an advantage when faced when matched up with Dave Grohl. Can from I, Studio 666. Can I put my, my thoughts forward? Yeah. Dave Grohl wins. <laughs> and that's it. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't think Rad Chad's got a fucking fight against him. No. Yeah, yeah, here's the thing. Rad Chad, yes, knows how to survive horror movies. He knows how to survive most horror movies with, like, slashers and this and that. But, like, it's a demon. What can he possibly do? He's immortal. He's going to get caught up in it. Hmm. I'd like to think that Rad Chad has the know-how to survive a demon. Then again, though. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second here. Possessed Dave Girl is possessed by a book. Every book has an antidote. Rad Chad would know of the antidote, right? Or at least would know where to look for it. He wasn't, no, he wasn't possessed by a book. Dave Girl? Yeah. I'm sure he was. No, he's possessed by, a, by the song. Same difference. By the... Uh... Same difference. He read the, the the sheet music of the song. No, he listened to the song. Listened to the sheet music of the song. No, he listened to the actual recording of listened the song. Listened to the recording of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here, okay? Okay. Um, I don't like Rad Chad's not a killer, you know? That's true. Dave, like, Possessed Dave Grohl would just straight up take him out, like, I suppose. Like, even it, so, in we're going off of. We're going off of Scare Package 2. Rad Chad himself doesn't do any of the killing. It's true. He's the puppet master. He's very afraid of it, too. Right. He's the puppet master. He has, um, uh, what's his name? Sam? Yep. Doing his thing. And then he has, uh, toward the end of the movie, he has the, uh, the slasher dude. I can't no, remember you're right. his name because the, the butcher, movie sucks the so much. Whatever, yeah, the, yeah, right. But he's no, not doing any of right. the dirty work himself. No, I actually think that's Red, right. Red Chad's just a guy who likes horror movies. He just pulls strings, and Dave Grohl doesn't have... He plays strings. Yeah, exactly. All right, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's moving up. All right. Uh, round three here, or fight, fight three, rather. Uh, the Northman versus Pinhead. Now, mm. now, this one actually is... An Interesting matchup. We didn't we didn't do home turf for Fuck, uh, Rad Chad. I don't think it would Taylor matter. It doesn't matter. I don't think. But it would this matter. one we will do. Yes, do all it, right. By so all means. the Northmen, so Hell or Finland, um, <laughs> right? What's the Norway? Valhalla is that Valhalla, the name of the yes. the fucking? Was that the name of the? I think it's Valhalla. Yeah. Well, Valhalla is like the the. Uh, Let me look it up real like quick. the Viking. Um, okay, keep talking. Valhalla is like Viking heaven, isn't it? What was the name of the what was the name of the uh volcano that they met at at the end of the movie? Oh shit, that I'm not sure. 
I don't um, remember, but we'll the story, say that. The we'll, story of familial revenge takes place in Denmark and revolves around the two brothers. Let's let's say it's the volcano at the end of the movie, though. Fine. Right? Done. Um, so for the Northman, it's that. Heads for the for Pinhead. It's basically it's, hell on either Earth or non-Earth. <laughs> basically. Kind of. So I'm flipping. Pinhead has okay. home field advantage. Um, Ooh, that's see. Here's where it's tough. Penhead is able to convince mortals to do unspeakable acts on their behalf and then punish them, right? Or those mortals do unspeakable acts, and Pinhead is there to retrieve their souls because of those acts. The Northman, even though he is steeped in, he's steeped in stories, steeped in 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 all that stuff. He does a lot of really terrible things. Is he the kind of person that Pinhead would then come after? Not really have a choice in the matter, and Pinhead just strips his soul. Well, <laughs> Pinhead really only shows up to claim the souls of people who have uh, taken part in solving part of the configuration. True. So now... Being that Pinhead has home field advantage, I feel like the configuration. Part, are we though, just is, are we is, just assuming at this? Like, I think we have to. If it's if Pinhead has home field advantage, we have to just assume that uh, the Northman. That's where it was, right, Pinhead? Yeah, yeah. So we have to just assume that. Well, I don't even like. I don't even think the Northman would feel out of place though in Pinhead's home turf. Because here's the thing: the the Northman's doing. Everything that he's doing, he's doing out of, yes, it's revenge, but it's like positive revenge, right? Pinhead only goes after people who are completely in the wrong. I feel like Pinhead wouldn't really have a fight in this. You know what I'm saying? Not even, not even necessarily people who are in the wrong. It's like it's more people who have like selfish intent. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's the thing though. The Northman does have selfish intent, but it's, but it's not a bad. But intent. it's honorable. It's honorable because he's trying to avenge his family's murder. Mm-hmm. I feel like the I I feel like you take away that aspect of of Pinhead's like everything, and it doesn't make sense for Pinhead to even care about that fight. But is that is that what we're doing here? Like. I think I think we have to break it down to just like skill against skill, right? Sure. Which is the Northman has brute strength and uh, skill with a sword against Pinhead, who has the, like he's kind of a pussy with me- chains, meaty chain hooks, and that's the thing. Like I feel like I honestly, I honest to God, I feel like the Northman would probably win in this fight. I really do. Like. Pinhead is there to pick the scraps. That's the thing. That's the thing of Pinhead. Pinhead is like a vulture, right? She, he is there to pick up the scraps of this of these these carcasses that are left behind by the horrible things that they do. The Northman like creates those carcasses. Like the Northman is the one that is like above that. Like he's he's steeped in mysticism, right? Yeah. So therefore, like Pinhead is also in mysticism, so they're part of the same process already. I feel like like the Northman exists in a plane higher than Pinhead. 
Penna to me is a bit of a scavenger. Yeah, it's like uh like if you think about Norse mythology. Because he's he's kind of operating within the realm of because th- this isn't I mean, the Northman is not just the story of a normal man. Like yeah. this is he's operating within the realm of Norse mythology in exactly. a way. Exactly. So he has the gods on his side. Dude, my it's weird. On this program, I have like a hand and then it turns into a fist. It's the, it's, it's bizarre. The fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> oh, inside jokes. Yep. Um how did, so what are you thinking then for this one? It's funny if you click really fast, it looks like it's punching the fart box. Like punching a bee hole. Um <laughs> I think the Northman wins. I really do. I feel like when it comes down to it, like Northman's like, fuck you. I have a giant sword. I'm going to cut your chains. You are a lesser god. I am a higher god. Or at least I, I, I worship the higher gods, and that gives me pretense over you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like the Northman wins this. I really do. Hmm. We might get slack for this, but... I'm going to agree with you. I just, I just I'm gonna agree really, with you because yeah. uh, because Pinhead uh, Pinhead's never really bested by anybody. Like it's but Pinhead it's only goes like, after those who have already been bested. That's the thing. Like yeah. Pinhead typically goes like for the we, loser, the, like the, the weakest, like the yeah. weak will. Yeah. And and, and the there's Northman one thing is, about the Northman, he is not, not weak willed. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Northman. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, Northman. All right, our last bit. This should be pretty quick. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the Wendigo, uh, Monster of the Woods, versus Knox, Johnny Gel. Johnny Gel. From the movie that we that I made. Fucking zombie apocalypse redemption. Um, um, now, <laughs> what? The only, the only thing that Knox has on his side is a piss-soaked headband. I don't think that's going to beat Wendigo. No. Unless Wendigo has a weird piss fetish that he'll just like bow down to or something. All right, hold on. Let's do... <laughs> let's do home All right, let's do it, yeah. All right, so... Knox's uh, heads, Wendigo's tails. Where's... What's Knox's home home turf? It would be the compound. The compound. The compound, yeah. Versus Wendigo, we're going to go with... The uh, woods. The house, the woods, the mine... I don't know. What do you where think? Where do you want to go? What do you think? I would say the house. The house? Because okay. that's where most of the it's where most of the movie takes place, like most of the mystique of the movie. That's fair. Yeah. We were talking about the movie, not yeah. Okay. Done. Although once it once it reaches full Wendigo form, it's not in the house. That's very true. So I don't know though. The house is where the main movie takes place. So that yeah. seems to be correct. Yeah. Right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Done. So the house, the host, the house the versus house? the house. Are, are you Canadian? The house versus the compound. And here we go. It's the compound. Ah, fuck. Okay. But still, Here's are we thing. talking Here... just Johnny Gel versus yeah. yes. the Wendigo? Yes, we are. Here's the thing the compound can be packed up quickly within 15 minutes, which means uh, that serves no nothing in in the way of uh like like uh shelter sure. <laughs> against anything like the wendigo okay so um so we've got we've got essentially a uh a a gun and a piss soaked head rag yep yep 
versus uh, a, a Wendigo who is 12 to 15 feet tall, giant horns. Yep, yep. Giant talons. Yep. Giant teeth. I'm pretty sure Knox has it. Yeah. Knox <laughs> has it. It's very obviously the fucking Wendigo. You know why Knox has it? Johnny because Joe. because mm, mouth. Well, that wasn't Johnny Gel, but you know. <laughs> I know. I agree but, though. Uh yeah. The Wendigo, Wendigo, Wendigo has licked this one. his lips, looked at Johnny Gel, Knox, and goes, mm, mouth. Mm, mouth. <laughs> All right. So we have winners, um, for better or for worse. Uh uh, uh, fight Psych- one, Cycle Gorman's moving on. Uh, fight two, Dave Grohl's moving on. Fight three, we have the Northman. And fight four, it was a hard-fought battle, but the Wendigo beats Knox. I don't like seeing Johnny Joe go down. I don't like seeing Johnny Joe go down like that. I don't but... ever want to see him go down either. So, <laughs> you know what? We're we're incomplacent. Complacent. Uh, that's not a word. Incomplete agreement. Yeah, that's the one. A.K.A. Complacent. <laughs> complacent. Um, all right. Well, that's the Slayoffs. Round two, part one. That's it. We'll continue next week. It's going to be crazy. It's a brand new four-fight lineup. People we haven't seen yet. It's going to get nasty. It's actually, gross. It's actually, gross, James. round three will... Uh, all no, round two, part two. Round oh, two, round part, two part two is two. next. That's right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So gonna... next week we have... Oh, not giving that away. Yeah, fuck you. Not doing it. All right. Uh, well, but before then, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify. Oh, can you, James? Anywhere, really, at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Uh, tell your friend. Tell your tell your landlord. Tell your mother. Tell your Great Aunt Agnes. That's the one. I actually had an Aunt Agnes. Did you have an Aunt Agnes? She literally just died like two weeks ago. Are you being for real? I'm not kidding. A great aunt. It was a great aunt, but yes. Wow. What are the yeah. odds? I don't know, dude. Beyond well, the grave. Well, cheers to great sure. Aunt Agnes. At that point, we're leaving it. So uh, cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Cheers to the, Michael. Beyond, the great beyond. Have a good night. Have a nice Love ya. Have a nice time opening tomorrow. Thank you, sir. And uh, tell your boss that I said... Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right. All right. See ya. Later.